Mosh Pit. Alright, welcome back to another Mosh Pit. Mosh Pit. Nick, how are you, man? Good. I had fun making the sound effect for the Mosh Pit. It was good. It, it reminded me very much of like a uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah, uh, totally. Finish him. Yeah, it took like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, of course it did. So... Today, I want to talk about our friends from the Herd Immunity Festival lineup. Oh, boy. Flaw. So, if you recall when we first talked about Herd Immunity and we went over some of the acts, Flaw was one of those ones where we both stopped and went, and moved on. But something didn't, didn't quite sit right with me. So, I went back and I looked at the lineup, and we should talk about Flaw. All right, let's right get into Flaw. Okay. So, you still don't know anything about this band, correct? No, I've never heard anything that they've done that I know of. Well, Flaw is a new metal band from Louisville, Kentucky, and they were formed by guitarist Jason Dawn in 1996. Oh, okay. Yeah, they've been around for a minute. So, shortly after they were formed, vocalist Chris Valls uh, joined the band, and as of this recording right now, he is the only original member of Flaw. Gotcha. Sounds about right. Oh, yeah. So uh, in the new metal wave of the late 90s, early 2000s, Flaw actually was signed to Universal Republic Music Group. They've released two major label albums, Through the Eyes in 2001, and followed that up with Endangered Species in 2004. Through the Eyes hit number 119 on the <laughs> Billboard 200 Heat Seekers. That's hot. It also had two music videos, Payback and Hole, neither of which I've watched and neither of which I plan to. So through the eyes, it wound up on the Heat Seekers and it wound up selling just over 150,000 copies. So way to go, guys. The most notable thing about this album is that the track Only the Strong appeared on the soundtrack for The Scorpion King, starring oh, wow. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Did you ever see the movie Only the Strong? No, it's about a it's it's about a a guy that goes into an inner city school and saves all the troubled gang member kids by teaching them capoeira. No, <laughs> like is a, he a white guy? I think he's I think he might be. I think he's Brazilian. Oh, um, he's Brazilian. But like, so there's like a beach scene where all these kids are doing like ninja spin flip kicks and shit. Dude, there's, <laughs> they gotta go check out only the strong. All right. See, I I always preferred my uh, teacher saves the kids uh, in the vein of the substitute. Oh yeah. Which starring Treat Williams. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I never really thought about it back then, but like it's. A white mercenary yeah. infiltrates a school of inner city kids and murders them. <laughs> Hasn't aged well. No. But yeah. So. All right. So anyway, so Fly has a song called Only the Strong. Tell me about this. So this appeared on the Scorpion King soundtrack. That soundtrack sold 90,000 copies in the first week after its release and reached number eight on the Billboard 200 before climbing to number five. Was there a, another band that had a big hit single on it? Oh, was there? <laughs> Fucking Godsmack, brother. And Days of the New alum, Seven Dust, and Hoobastank. Oh, man. So it's it's a Days of the New soundtrack, right, so essentially. What year did it come out? Uh, that came out in 2000 and, uh, 2001. Yeah, prime prime new metal time. Prime. Perfect. I, uh, I never saw that movie. Dude, watch the video. Okay. They actually made a video based on the Scorpion King film with Godsmack. Uh, dude, okay. I remember that. That's, you remember that's this? ringing a bell, yeah. 
In uh, 2004, the song Get Up Again was featured in the video game MX Unleashed. This also featured Days of the New Alum Trapped with their song Headstrong. Of course. Headstrong by Headstrong. Also featured Hoopastank contributing the song Out of Control, which, as you may recall, features guest vocals from former Lost Prophets vocalist and current convicted pedophile rapist Ian Watkins. Gonna keep bringing this up. Yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> Hoopastank recorded a song with a child molester. Just gonna put that out there. Never forget. So they released uh, two albums. In 2004, they uh, got dropped as what happens to most metal, uh, new metal bands. According to their Wikipedia, and by the way, their Wikipedia is a case study in why bands should never write their own Wikipedia. Oh, no. oh yeah. So they get dropped and... Uh, they start going on these tours, according to their Wikipedia, uh, with bands like Dope, and it all smacks of tour buy-ons. But oh, sure. what do, yeah, but what do I know? Well, I mean, those were the bands that like, like Dope's a prime example. But there were a bunch of, of bands that like played the second stage at Ozfest '99, you know, and like yeah. they'd say like they wouldn't play Chicago; they'd play Joliet, Illinois. Right. Yes. I mean, there was there was. I remember uh, a new metal band from Chicago called Soil, and I was playing in sh- bands in Chicago at the time, and everybody's like, "Who the fuck is Soil?" And then they had a yeah. major label to deal, and kept talking about Chicago. Did you know they were from like Hoffman Estates or something? Yeah, Joliet. <laughs> that was that was it. <laughs> so to date, Flaw has gone through nineteen members. Oh my god! Not including the two people listed on their Wikipedia as. Touring members. Oh, Jesus so Christ. Full-time like, members. Flaw has had 17 full-time members, none of which has ever earned more than $30,000 in a single year. No, and definitely not through playing with Flaw. <laughs> I mean, they're Wikipedia, and like they detail all of this in their history. Their history reads like a conversation with a preteen girl explaining why Sandra stopped dating Billy because Jane and Jill went steady <laughs> with Bryce and Brian, and who gives a shit? Like, nobody cares. That would have been a wrap for Flaw, except they went back into the national spotlight in 2018. So I'm going to play you a video. Yes! Flaw had a GoFundMe campaign for a new van. Uh, And and these guys, you said they formed in 1996. These guys are like 44 years old. Yes. And they're GoFunding me for a tour van. Goddamn embarrassing. Technically, their singer is only 44 years old. We have no idea. We have no idea how old the rest of these guys are. They started a cam- uh, GoFundMe campaign for a new van. Fucking Stephen Colbert picked this up and used it as a bit. Oh, so, I love it. I'm going to share that bit with you okay. right now. If you're not familiar with GoFundMe, uh, let me use a real active GoFundMe campaign to explain how this would work. This is the actual GoFundMe page raising money for Flaw's new touring vehicle. <laughs> Flaw is a band. I don't know what kind. I'm going to guess either uh, death metal, grindcore, or death grind. <laughs> Flaw needs a new van to make it to their upcoming concert at Spicoli's in Waterloo, Iowa. <laughs> and Donald Trump needs his wall to stop Mexicans from all rushing into America, I assume, to catch Flaw at Spicoli's. <laughs> In Waterloo, Iowa. So that became a bit of a reoccurring bit over the months. Flaw jumped all over that they shit. They should. Yeah, for the first time since 2004, they're getting attention. Like, they jumped all over that. 
It became a bit of a recurring bit. Stephen Colbert kept mentioning it, kept pushing it out there, even with one of the biggest names in in late night continually mentioning your GoFundMe campaign. Guess how much their fifteen thousand dollar GoFundMe earned? I'm gonna go with like twelve hundred bucks. <laughs> Fourteen thousand and three dollars. Oh. <laughs> Colbert couldn't let the bit die like that. It culminated with Colbert buying them a piece of shit van. <laughs> And then he used them for an eight-minute bit, which they appeared on. You can look oh, it up on YouTube. That's great. And after that, they were summarily forgotten. It's a great bit. They got their van, and the world moves on. Or it would have been if not for guitarist Tommy Gibbons. Oh, man. So, what a guitar player name. Tommy <laughs> Gibbons. Oh, Tommy. Sweet, you sweet summer child. All right. You're going to have to follow me on this one. In 2016... A musician named Douglas Patrick uploaded a song idea to YouTube titled Corn Style underscore New Metal slash Rap Metal slash Beat Instrumental 14. All right. Yep. Three years later, Flaw released their album Volume 4 because of the Brave, and it featured a song called Wake Up. All right. Yep. I'm going to play you. Corn style underscore new metal rap slash rap metal slash beat instrumental 14. Then I'm going to play you Wake Up by Flaw. All right. All right. Got it? Yep. All right. Can we now. point out that he's playing a sweet Dimebag Daryl guitar? Fuck yeah, dude. It's Washburner. Get the fuck out. Especially like in the metal scene. That's it. You you give me a dime slime or you fucking get out. That was uh, corn style underscore new metal rap or new metal slash rap metal slash beat instrumental 14 by Douglas Patrick. Here is Wake Up by Flaw. It's the same song. Oh, oh my god, exactly. It's the same exact song. How did this guy even find out? Like, because nobody's ever listened to this album before. Because the kind of guy who puts on YouTube corn style underscore new metal slash rap metal slash beat instrumental 14 is the exactly the type of person who's waiting for the new flaw album to drop. <laughs> That's what like I thought the same thing. I was like, how the hell would he even know? Of course he would know. That's the one guy you don't want to rip off from. Ugh, man, this album okay. cover is something. It's oh, a, yeah. This is a skull with a crown on it and angel wings and two six shooters. <laughs> uh, with the parental advisory explicit lyrics under the banner. <sighs> this is this is the type of album design where fucking Affliction goes, guys, dial it down. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. So obviously we have a little bit of plagiarism on our hands. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So it, this does get some traction on the uh, metal blogs. And uh, Flaw Frontman, Chris Voles, he tries to get out in front of it, and he offers an apology. And this thing is a fucking novel. So I'm going to paraphrase for Thank you, you, okay? Thank you. First and foremost, in my 20 years in this industry, I have never and will never steal anyone else's music or ideas. 
I pride myself on writing my own lyrics and melodies and take the personal side of my music very seriously. I also take intellectual property rights very seriously since it is also what protects my work and my art. You with me so far? He's taking the shit very seriously. Yes. The fact that this one guitar riff was written by someone else years ago is a shock to me, and I'm still trying to process how I'm still trying to process how upset I am over this. I am dealing with this band member internally and will make the appropriate future decision based on the circumstances and severity of the issue. What the fuck does that mean? I think he's gonna give him a write-up. <laughs> it's like, hey Jimmy! You, you took 20 minutes. You're only supposed to take a 15. I'm sorry. I got to write you up. This is the type of language that is used like when a dude in the music scene finally gets found out and like me too super hard. Right, right. And they have to like, I will take the appropriate measures based on the severity <laughs> of my actions to open up an honest conversation and dialogue. Like, what the fuck are you? It sounds like you got fucking brained with an encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> Nobody talks like that unless they've been accused of some slimy shit. For real. He goes on to say, I've also made contact with the YouTube guy that wrote the riff. (laughs) The disrespect. (laughs) I've made contact with the YouTube guy that wrote the riff and have made an offer to compensate him for his work. And then he goes on, this whole situation has been extremely tough on me. So, poor him. Uh... And then, of course, he has to turn that around on the haters, because the haters are a big part of this. For those of you buying into the crap being spewed by the ex-members and our haters, please remove yourself from anything related to flaw. If you can't see that this was not perpetrated by the whole band, just one member who royally screwed up and is being dealt with, and that 20-plus years of blood, sweat, and tears pouring my whole life and soul has taken integrity and sacrifice, then I don't know what to tell you. Oh, jeez. Yeah. This guy. This guy's probably friends with Chris Taylor Brown. Oh, for... Yeah, this is the type of guy who would be stoked to get a tweet from Trapp. I wonder if Trapped and Flaw were ever on the same bill. You know what? Flaw strikes me as, like, king of the buy-on. Yeah. For those that don't know what a buy-on is... It's basically when a band is going on tour and they open up an opening spot for another band, but then charge that band to play on that tour. You are literally paying for exposure. You're saying, oh man, it's a five bill package and like the headliner is disturbed. Kids are going to be stoked to hear us as doors open and nobody shows up and everyone's in the parking lot. Right. And it's not. It's not usually a small amount either. Like It'll no. cost a band like $15,000 to be a buy-on. Oh, absolutely. So he issues his apology, and that's all well and fine until it comes out that another one of Douglas Patrick's songs <laughs> was lifted for the album. And this time, it was the... T- <laughs> this time... It was the 2017 track, Chord Style Underscore New Metal Rap Metal Beat Instrumental 22. The 14 and 22? Yeah. And it appeared on the same Flaw album as the song titled Persistence. And I'm not even... It's the same exact song. Oh, and by the way, this whole mystery member that is being reprimanded, it's Tommy Gibbons. Let's just get that (laughs) out of the way. It's the guitarist Tommy Gibbons. Like... There is no mistaking that. How do we know? 
So, to add insult to injury, Tommy Gibbons posted a video of a fan's guitar cover of that song, Persistence, which we've just established he had no part in writing. The Facebook message that he has for that video is, I can't stop grinning. It's just so cool. People take time to learn a riff that I wrote and then put up a cover of it on YouTube. This just made my day. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, some of the comments there, bro, this is fantastic. Much love and respect, brother. Riff that you wrote? Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he's already ripped off two of Douglas Patrick's corn style slash underscore what the fuck ever. Then another guy on YouTube called Riffmaster T claims that Flaw paid him for the use of his 2015 track, New Metal Instrumental 2. Reworked as the song Conquer This Climb, also off of Volume 4 because of The Brave. These guys must have been like on a label obligation and they're like, we're running out of time. We gotta write, <laughs> we gotta write 12 songs. Come on, Tommy. This is your time to shine. Why can't you write? <laughs> Somebody get the YouTube guy. <laughs> it gets better, though. Somebody used Shazam. Oh, my God. Somebody used Shazam. And they found that the flaw songs On Your Feet and Side of the Times were direct copies of Electro Metal Trailer and Intensity Metal Signal that were done by writing collective Sound for Production. Unbelievable. Well, no, absolutely, totally believable now. It's totally believable. Holy shit. Yeah, so Tommy's in some shit. How do you think he's going to talk his way out of this? Deny? That would be good, but I think this is pretty much perfect. Okay. Here's Tommy Gibbons speaking his truth. I, like many other musicians, look to YouTube for inspiration and creative ways to challenge myself and learn more. Over the years, I have listened to and re-recorded hundreds and hundreds of songs online. I also have hundreds and hundreds of songs recorded on my studio computer, which have been compiled over the last 10 or so years, some of them mine, and some of them taken from other inspiration. All right, you with us so far? Yeah. I regretfully did not label and differentiate the music I wrote and recorded from a blank slate versus the inspiration I found and re-recorded as I was trying to further myself. As I was going through hours and hours of previously recorded material to present to Chris for the new album, Clearly, a specific style in my catalog stuck out to me. These are things I re-recorded years ago and did not label where they actually came from. This is where I went terribly wrong. I took the tracks I re-recorded, not knowing their true original source, and presented them to Chris. I... I might... I don't know. I might believe him. (laughs) Fuck you! (laughs) Fuck you! It's so elaborate. Okay, I'm not a musician myself. You are. You have recorded. You have toured. You know the ins and outs of a real artistic production. And I've known you for years now. Mm-hmm. I have never once in my fucking life seen you go, dude, I just recorded this piece from YouTube. because. You oh, know, yeah. No, no one's I, ever done that. No, no one's ever. <laughs> no. Hundreds of times. No, I mean, you would just like, if, if there was a style that you saw on YouTube that like influenced you, you would just save the link and rewatch it. You wouldn't yeah. go record that exact same part yourself. It doesn't make any sense. No, it makes zero sense. But, you know, Tommy Gibbons, he's sitting there watching hundreds and hundreds of 
uh, unknown YouTube artist and then just to further himself and get inspired and really challenge himself is recording them note for note and then saving them onto his hard drive and not labeling them. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, know, we, you gotta you gotta label it something to save it. I mean, it has to have a name. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's not my song. Right. Not my song underscore one. Not my song underscore two. The folder was riffs I'm gonna steal. <laughs> but uh this was good enough for chris voles and he stated in a facebook post thank you for owning up to your mistakes tommy hopefully the bs gossip queens can take a nap now oh man yep yep two days later they fired him <laughs> and i quote it is with a heavy heart that i have to announce that we have parted ways with guitarist slash bassist tommy gibbons I know that most of you have seen the bad press over the past weeks and know the situation I've been put in. I really had no choice but to let him go, and I cannot and will not tolerate unauthorized use of any artist material whatsoever, no matter the excuse. I wonder, uh, like, do they still play these songs live? Dude, this album is still streaming on Spotify. Wow. It's, it's still the same song. It's Look, the fucking YouTube link is up. Yeah. They have no shame. I don't know if those people have ever been compensated. I have no fucking clue. Wow. Uh, that's, that's yeah. Uh, Tommy Gibbons reportedly uh, stepped away from music in October. He retired completely. He's in a new band now. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Yeah. So that's Flaw, brought to you by everybody else. <laughs> we'll see you next Thursday with a new and totally original podcast. Mash Pits.